It's Tuesday, September 29th. Oh, spiking those levels. Check. And you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. Today's guest, Peter Anthony, good friend, talented comedian Peter Anthony, stops by Lemon Press Studios. That and so much more starts now. Here it is. You're listening while well, I sit it off the top to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Connie Hour Podcast. Shit, I made some adjustments on my board, so I'm spiking the levels off the top, but who gives a shit? We can adjust. We can adjust in post. As always, coming at you from Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District, downtown Toronto. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, man alive. How are you today? You good? It's Tuesday. I'm sick. I don't feel so the best. I've got a cold. And uh, there's going to be a blood moon tonight. The moon's going to be red and big. And people are freaking out all over the place. I don't understand. It's like something triggers in people's brains when they hear something is only going to happen once every two or three hundred years. People snap. And it, it becomes the most important thing you can do in your life. It's like it's only going to happen in 233 years that the moon's going to be slightly larger and red. Now I have to change everything in my life to make sure that I capture this and then make myself look better by posting it all over social needs. I don't know. I've always been fascinated with space from a young age. I actually thought I used to be an astronaut, believe it or not. Between astronaut and comic, I ended up with comic. Those were the only two choices, nothing in between. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Coughing fit. Whatevs. I'm not a professional studio in the way that I don't have a cough button. So you just have to listen to me cough inside your head as you're driving, as you're working out, as you're sitting down, doing nothing, wasting your time. Oh, listen to this. Waste your time with me right here. Yeah, here it is. Little Mike Bennett action coming at you. But yeah, the moon's going to be red. And you have to see it because it's not going to happen for another 233 years or some shit. I mean, it's ridiculous that why people get so obsessed. I don't... It, again, it just triggers a uh, natural human instinct where... it's a, This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I have to do everything in my power... To see this, think about in 233 years, literally every person that's alive now on the planet will be dead. For 100% guaranteed. The people being, there's a baby right now being squeezed out of a woman somewhere. He's going to be dead in 233 years. His children will be dead. 
He's going to live an entire life, lead some sort of... He's going to get married and have kids and have ups and downs. He might get cancer and die at seven. Who cares? He doesn't exist. It's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up. made up. Hey, I'm joined again in studio by a good friend, lifelong friend, as always, Serge Bellavo. I think you might become my sidekick on this thing. Say a little... What, what Serge? Hey, how's it going, man? Are you going to see the red moon? I I I think I'm gonna stay stay up and actually see the red moon tonight. Yeah, yeah. Why I think not? it's a, it's a special occasion. Why not? It's, it's not yeah, it's special because it. it only happens once every few hundred years, and people freak out. That's it. You got to go buy your jugs of milk and water and shit in the grocery store because you know everything's gonna <laughs> what like if you collapse. And what if you hear about the red moon and then you just go to your gro- ransack your grocery store and start looting? Because it could be the end of the world. You never know, right? Do you really think? Oh, you never know. That I mean, red I'd... moon could just like come over us and like totally like invade the whole shit, you know? You know, this would be so much better if you were high. If you were high. If you were high. Do you, are you do you really get into like things like 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 for example like comets that come by they'll be like oh there's a comet that's going to come by the earth it's not going to happen for another 1300 years and people lose their mind it kind of adds like value to it it's like oh shit it's the, it's this thing that's going to happen do you do you like to get into that shit? Well, I mean, it all depends what's going on. I mean, if 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 I am I'm watching something good on Netflix, I mean, I'll just keep right. on watching my episode. And so you're don't not really shit. into it, right? No, not really. If Netflix can deter you from something that's going to happen every 367 years, then yeah, you're not really super invested. Yeah, why not? What are you watching on Netflix? Uh, you know, uh, lately not much. <laughs> <laughs> not lately, not much. Maybe uh, maybe there might be a mini-doc I heard coming out on the Blood Moon on Netflix. You never know. People could capitalize on this in some way or another. Anyway, it's Tuesday. I'm sick. And a great interview lined up for you today. Uh, one, uh, see, this is the thing. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Where I tend to gradu- graduate, gravitate towards normal, healthy, balanced people in comedy and by this i mean you ask them how they're doing and they tell you about life they don't necessarily jump into what they're doing next as a comedian and if you're a comic listening to this and you do that just stop okay it's not a good life skill to have it's like hey how you doing good i'm doing just for last 42 this week yeah who who gives a shit i mean you as a person anyway this guy is one of those guys and like like I just said, I, I tend to gravitate towards these people and hang out more. And he's a friend, so it's easy. It was an easy, fun interview. This is going to be a two-parter, actually. It's going to be split in two because we ended up chatting for over three hours here in Lemon Press Studios. We had some tecates. We had we had a good time, and um, you're going to enjoy it a lot. So I'm going to drop... Uh, I'm going to forego any segments or anything like that because it is such a long episode. We're just going to get into it. We're going to drop the uh, jingle and enjoy my chat. Uh, first of all, before I say it, before I throw, do you want to add anything? No, oh, I'm all good, man. This all was good a good night. Hunt. We're good. Skaduk in the house. Yes, enjoy sir. my chat now with the one, the only, the great, the great Peter you Anthony. Below, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion Comedy Yeah, I'm from Picto. 
Yeah. Home of the... It's good to be here. Um, <laughs> love coming back to Nova Scotia. I can say the things I said growing up here that I can't say anywhere else in the country. I love it. I live in Toronto now. And they say hello there. You know, we don't say hello back here. What do we say? What's going on? Because people here want to know what's going on with you so they can tell other people. Or Frank Magazine. <laughs> Paralyzed, that's a term I can't use where I live now. I could use it back here. Paralyzed back here means drunk. Everywhere else it means paralyzed. Like a spinal injury. <laughs> I can't use that term in Toronto. How was the party last night? Jimmy got paralyzed. Was there some kind of accident? Yeah, he pissed his pants. My favorite expression back here is imagine. It's the word, it's the word imagine or the phrase, I can't imagine that to be true, shortened. And it can be elongated, given something that's, that's unbelievable. Like, like, I'll give you an example. I won 10 bucks at bingo. Magic! I won the lotto 649. Magic! We inhale the word yes back here. Yeah. We don't breathe before we talk. I don't know why. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. What happened to that guy? Tried to say, yeah, passed out. Looks like he might be paralyzed. Hedner, that's a term I can't use anywhere else. Hedner. I'm at a party in Toronto, I'm like, that's it for me, boys, I'm Hedner. <laughs> Isn't she supposed to do that to you? <laughs> and we don't say goodbye, what do we say? We'll be talking because we'll eventually be talking because we're all friendly folks. So you put that all together, you have a conversation that the best linguistic professors in the world couldn't decipher. But back here, it makes complete sense. What's going on? Paralyzed. Imagine! Yeah. Well, I'm Hedner. We'll be talking. Uh, that's hilarious. I'm going to try to get through this episode without coughing uh, my ass off. Uh, but that, of course, is my guest that you're hearing there. He sits here in Lemon Press Studios. And what can I say about this guy? Well, shit. He's done basically everything he can do in this country, stand-up-wise. He's been to the Just for Lats Comedy Festival. He's had his own Comedy Now special on Comedy Network, which is now just comedy. 
He's been to the Halifax Comedy Festival, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, CBC Debaters, uh, tours coast to coast. He's uh, won a Canadian Comedy Award that we are just talking about. Maybe we'll bleep out names. Maybe we'll leave it in. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just start here, whatever you feel comfortable with. Uh, he did what... One thing I really respect, he after doing his act for so many years, he uh, burned everything and started from scratch. This was already, what, four or five years ago already, like, when when you did it the first time. Uh, he just burned it and went from a headliner and started middling again just to kind of slowly get back to headline status <laughs> and get yeah. that act built up. Uh, I love this man dearly. He's one of my favorite people to uh, to hang out with. I've said this on the podcast before. I usually grab, I don't hang out with many, many comics. I usually gravitate towards... The ones that seem to be more normal and balanced humans where you ask them how they are and they just tell them, they tell you about life and how they're doing and they're not necessarily telling you the latest thing they're doing in stand-up or their bio. Uh, and and I just love uh, talking shop with this guy. I love everything about this guy. He's a fellow Maritimer and he's here, Peter Anthony, my man. Jeez, man. I'm, I'm, that's a, wow. Those, those were nice words. Well, you deserve them. Thanks, man. You, you I, deserve I, all of the words. I, I appreciate that. I do have one quick correction. Oh shit! Just, do it. But I, I've never. I haven't done the Winnipeg festival. You haven't done Winnipeg. No. That's, How is that even possible? I don't. I. Uh, well, I think. I, I'm not. I, I like. I. I. I'm, I don't want to go. I don't know. I should have totally like, <laughs> done it by now. What right. the hell are they thinking? You know. No. I, I just. I think it just hasn't. Hasn't come up right, right at the right time for me, or, or just when uh, when I've been showcasing. I haven't hit the right kind of material that they wanted to see type of stuff probably uh I certainly think I'm capable of doing it and, and doing a good job but uh but hopefully it'll come come along at some I point. I mean every yeah. other thing I said was correct so uh, yeah. clearly yeah. you are cut out for the job. But yeah, sometimes with festivals or any sort of thing like that it's just it's like rhyme or reason there's no rhyme or reason sometimes it just depends on the person's mood or what I they're agree. thinking that day and it's not necessarily about you uh, yeah. cuz I I I auditioned for a lot for like small TV and film roles and commercials and stuff. But I book nothing. But and that's how I convince myself to keep going. I'm like, yeah, it's not me. It's just <laughs> there's but I, so many other factors. But I, I find the showcasing uh, is interesting because I think I I went I got to a point where I was very frustrated with the aspect of showcasing, and now I'm not frustrated at all. I I just feel like I don't care. And I think that's when I actually started to do okay. That's the best attitude to take yeah, and, and anything on. Because the crapshoot of it, when you care, when you're, what should I do, and blah, 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 the crapshoot of it becomes a frustrating process. It's like doing uh, 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 comedy competitions. Right. Because on any given night, I'm actually going to watch one tomorrow in at JFL 42, the, the series XM Top Comic Contest. And I looked at the list. And I was thinking, you know what? Any of these people could probably win on any given night, depending on certain factors. The order, the crowd, what what kind of crowd? Are they older? Are they younger? Are they more urban? Are they, you know, from friggin' the country? Are they so there's all these factors that come in that you as a performer, after a while, it's like you're gonna be beating your head against the wall if you're trying to find this perfect competition or showcase set or presentation set. You're best to just go out and go, here's a good representation of who I am fucking take it or leave it and i'll be over at the bar having a beer 100 percent. and you actually end up bringing so much more to the table when you do have that attitude because yeah. it's just like well, well yeah like you said this because if you put so much stock into the perfect set the perfect uh five minutes you're gonna fuck yourself in a way uh yeah. if you're too heady about it then if if it doesn't go exactly the way you picture it or want it to go in your head then you're a wreck after you're like oh my god but if you just uh, take it as it is 
this is, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to represent myself in the best possible way. You do it. And it's kind of like, well, there, I did it. And whatever happens, happens. You kind of yeah. just put it out. And that's yeah. a really good attitude to have. Yeah. I mean, how long you been in the game? You've been... This is my 15th year. 15th year. So, yeah. I mean, I, that comes with time because you can totally. tell. It's like in life. You can tell, you tell teenagers a bunch of shit. And they're, they're, you can tell them a million times. It doesn't matter. You're only going to realize it when you get to that point later on in life and go, oh, yeah, shit, that was so true. Well, same goes in your comedy life. I mean, when yeah. you're so new early on, you think... You know, it's different for me. Like I remember, man, I showcased for comedy now when I was like two years in. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. I deserve a special on national television. Right. Like absolutely. And I th- <laughs> and I I obviously didn't get it. And uh, at the time I'm like, what the they don't obviously don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And looking back at two years, I was in like actually not even not even trying to to be humorous about it, like a terrible comedian. Like a, sure. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like I know, it was absolutely. just like uh, just doing my best impression of what I thought comedy comedy is, but uh, and there's this adage in show business where it's uh, it's it's like you can definitely you can definitely do something too early in your career, but you can never be too late. Wow, ever, that's ever. that's amazing. Where'd you hear that? I can't remember. How I have wish, I not heard that? By I, now? I wish I would remember. Um, but again, you could tell that to a new comic. They'll be like, "Yeah, well, for most people, sure, but for me, it's different." Like, it's like, no. Wow, that's amazing. Because you can fuck yourself over. Yeah, and I think, I think too, you just you get to a point where it because it is such a frustrating business, especially when you're going through those growing pains, and you you can't avoid kind of what, what to build on what you were just saying about teenagers. You can't avoid doing the mis- getting through the mistakes and going through that. There's no way around it. You just have there's to go no straight shortcut. fucking through it. Yeah. And there's yeah, there is no shortcut. There's going to be you're going to ha- in hockey there's going to be Wayne Gretzky's and Sidney Crosby's the same way in comedy there's going to be Eddie Murphy's and whoever else. But for the majority of people the the path is uh kind of one where you just have to constantly be effing up and yeah. messing up and feeling bad and feeling down and and f- being frustrated and not getting this and not getting that. And then eventually, if, you, if you're hard at it and you have talent, things will start falling into place as they should. That's the thing. And like kind of what you just said, like you can't get it too late, right? You or, can't yeah. ever. And if, if you realize this early on, if there are any young comics listening to this, every path is different. Because like you said, okay, you'll, you'll have some Wayne Gretzky's or Sidney Crosby's in, ca- yeah. in comedy. Yeah. And you can't help but compare yourself to these people and go, well, fuck, why am I not getting these opportunities right. so early on? But when you realize that every path is completely different, okay, yeah. to get from A to B or whatever, A to Z. Z? <laughs> yeah, I like Z. Keep it Canadian. <laughs> A to Z for the American listeners. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other ways to, to get there, you know, if that are the person. And another thing that helped me early on, because it's so hard, again, not to compare yourself to other people, mm-hmm. especially the, the people that have been doing longer or not as long. Right. Uh, is that everybody hits their stride at different times. Right. Some people will be four years in, some people eight, more likely 10, 12 years in. Yeah. You just got to accept that as a reality. Yeah. But sometimes you just can't even see that as a possibility. You're like, well, maybe I just, I'm just, I just suck at this, you know? Yeah. And it's just, there's nothing, that whole trying so hard is just a very repulsive thing in show business. Yeah. If you're trying really hard, nothing could repel someone that's booking or or has power over you or is in a position to give you something 
That is the most repulsive thing to them. It just goes back ever. to exactly what you were just saying about <laughs> showcasing. Like if you think you're, if you're like trying to make the perfect set, build the perfect set for the showcase, and you put everything into it, that trying hard element comes through, and people people just read into that. Do you remember? Like I remember, not even not that long ago, when you'd be talking to friends, like they'd say, "Are you going to go up and talk to them after your showcase?" Like you'd be on the showcase, right? And then the the bookers would be hanging around afterwards. Are you gonna go up and say hello? Or are you gonna? It's like it doesn't matter. It's not gonna it change doesn't anything. Fucking matter one iota. Yeah, their, yeah, their yeah. mind is made up. Yeah, and what you say to them afterwards, or however many Jagermeister shots you do with them, it doesn't right. matter. And the worst, actually, one of the worst things to happen to you could be booking a festival based on how many Jagermeister oh, shots exactly. you had with the booker. You know? I once did a, a commercial auditioning class given by a casting director. And he said, the most fucking annoying thing for us is when someone walks in, there's four or five people behind the casting table. Mm-hmm. Someone walks in, they shake all of our hands, Ugh. introduce themselves. How are you guys doing? You having a good day? Yeah, He's like, no. that's the most repulsive thing. Like sure. you just said, is trying so hard. He said, the most attractive thing to, to us is someone that comes in, doesn't say a word, knocks it out of the fucking park and leaves the room. We're like, that's, that's the guy. That's the person. Of course. And again, their mind is made up. It's not like you're going to be like, they're going to be like, ah, he's not ready yet. But he came and shook my hand after, so I think maybe we should give him a shot. Yeah, he and seemed very professional, though, right. and a firm grip. Uh, <laughs> he had, his, he had the, uh, his resume and photo stapled properly. We yeah. really appreciate that. No, none of that <laughs> It makes no difference. You either nail it or you don't, and you go right. home. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I agree the same way. Uh, cheers, by the way. Cheers to you. We man. haven't had a beer in so long together. God, it, uh, yeah, well, you, did, uh, you put together quite an amount of uh, sober months. 15 months. 15 months. Yeah. What, what brought you back? An all-inclusive trip to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that'll do it. I'm surprised you made it back. I know, if you right? fall off in Mexico, right. you might as well just stay there. Well, it was never for me. I mean, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. For me, the big issue was always pot, mm-hmm. right? And so I just decided to do sober January in 2014. Mm-hmm. And then, like, again, we talked about this before. Uh, but then after a month, it still didn't feel quite normal. And after, like, it took, like, two and a half months... Uh, and then I was like, okay, this this is good. So I just carried it through. So the alcohol, I never really had an issue with it right. whatsoever, even though we're both maritimers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I do like it. But yeah, we went to Mexico in end of March. And I knew I was going to drink. Right. I knew. I'm like, okay, on this trip, I'll just have... Just to get your money's worth. But I even... I was in such a nice... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I was in such an aisle even like building up to I'm like, maybe I'll have like one or two tequila a day just to just to feel fun. But no, it was like... Yeah. Fucking shit show. Oh, yeah. Shit show. As yeah. soon as you get there, you gotta. Where were you? What part of Mexico? Uh, uh, Puerto Morelos. Morelos. Wow. Just like south of Cancun, like 20 minutes south of Cancun. Jeez, I, I was not far from there last year. Oh, yeah? yeah. Where, where'd you go? I was in, uh, oh, Christ. I, I can't even remember, but it was between uh, Cancun and, and the, the next port of Vallarta. Not Vallarta, but. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Excuse I think it my is. Mexican accent, but. But yeah, no, that's a cool area. Oh, uh, uh, Riv- it was on the Rivera Maya. Maya it was on Rivera? the Mayan Riviera. Maya, Mayan Riviera. Yeah, like I go. went and saw the Mayan ruins and right. and all that jazz. Did you do the all inclusive thing? I did the all inclusive thing. You kind of got to right. Yeah, yeah. It's I, so much fun. It was good. We talked about this before. 
Cuba, you'd been to Cuba mm-hmm. and the food is terrible. Awful. It's and I don't even understand why or like I the know. rhyme or reason because we okay, so I went with a buddy. We booked this last minute trip. Our girlfriends were super happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Like thinking but we we're just thinking back about it. So we went my buddy and I for four days and we we're just reminiscing about it like like a few months ago. I'm like, what happened? Were our girlfriends out of town or whatever? He's married, he's like no, no, they were in town. I'm like, oh my God, no wonder they were mad for sure. I mean, <laughs> we were drunk at his place. It was kind of an organic thing where we had been trying to, to trying to plan a uh, all guys trip right down south for like months and months, probably even years. Like just four, five, six of our closest buddies go down, right. just have a ripper, just have a good time, right? right. And so no one, uh, you know, it's so hard to coordinate oh, everybody's yeah. lives and everybody sure. lives all over the place. We could just never coordinate it. So one night we're hammered at his place here in Toronto and we're like, we deserve this. Let's book this. Like, forget all the other guys. Not even thinking, oh, he's married. Like, Let's bring your wife. Let's bring my girlfriend. Nothing of that. We're just like, you know what? We deserve this. Book it right now. And I remember oh. he's, he's bald. My buddy, like he shaves his head, like right down to the, down to the wood, yeah. down to the wood. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm like, are you? Is Chelsea gonna be all right with this? He's like, don't even worry about it. I got it. So we book it, and then he goes, I'm just gonna call and let her know. And again, we're pretty drunk, right? So he goes off to the bathroom with his phone. He comes back, no shit. Forty five minutes later, his head is shot. He's sweating like full sweat. <laughs> he's like, yeah, she's fucking pissed. And <laughs> he's not even like drunk at this point anymore. He's he like sobered him, <laughs> sobered him up. And but we went to Cuba. We show up the first night. There's like a buffet, and we eat, and we're like, "This is actually gross, like yeah. disgusting." Oh man! And then the next the next day or two, we're just so we would go to the omelet bar, get him to make us the chef to make well quote chef to make us like two over easy eggs and bread. Yep, disgusting. Yep, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't understand and it does, why. And it makes there's no sense why. I remember when you said you would go, you would take granola bar and peanut butter i did i took a jar because i read that it was bad and i and it said just in case bring some things that can get you like cal caloric fill you up so i brought a jar of peanut butter and a shitload of granola bars and that's what i lived on i just would dip them in the peanut butter and eat that and drink (laughs) (laughs) for a week and then i remember too that the i remember everything being really moist and damp and I, i and i i mean you know, I'm from Nova Scotia, so I'm used to some humidity in the air and stuff. But, but this was like it, on the bed. It was like I, I, I kept saying it was like sleeping on a big tongue. Oh, it was just like, like I just I could, I didn't feel dry the whole week. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, I just want to feel dry. Like, That's hilarious. Yeah. So I was very uncomfortable in Cuba. Yeah. yeah. I when one drunken night with my buddy Matt, he was like off. He was like drinking. I went back to the room. I'm like, I need a shower. And I get there, and I'm like fuck i'm gonna have a bath i haven't had a bath in a long time and i remember sitting in this water it just smelled like eggs it was like so gross oh wow but just to go back to mexico when you went there last year did Mm -hmm. you find the food amazing the food was absolutely incredible right the weather was perfect the people were amazing i would go back a hundred times out of a hundred if i'm going to a, a hot place like for that type of vacation but and, and and I mean everyone up here is a little bit paranoid because people keep getting beaten to death and uh, raped and murdered. Yeah, and, like a dude two beaches over from where we were got beaten to death. And then one day I was trying to get a coconut out of a tree with a flag on the beach. Like I found this flagpole and I pulled it out of the sand and I was bashing the fuck out of this coconut in the tree. 
And a Mexican guy started running towards me. I was like, holy fuck. So I javelin the, the, the flagpole towards him. And me and my girlfriend at the time were just like running down the beach. <laughs> but I had the co- like, I got the coconut. We're running down the beach with this coconut. And he was yelling something in Spanish. And we, yeah, that, so that was the closest I came to some sort of. The beheading? Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, that happens even to Mexicans. I have a friend. She's Mexican. She's lived here for five years with her three kids. Her husband is down in Mexico. I guess ex-husband. He would call every single day. Last week, he was shot. Drive, wow. drive by. Someone came. He was obviously probably involved in some shit. Well, not like probably. He was obviously involved in some shit because he was standing with another guy on the street. This car pulled up and um, asked his name. Right. They told the other guy to duck, shot him 13 times, drove away, came back a minute later, shot him three more times in the head and drove away. Whoa. Yeah, so that shit sort of happens all the time. Well, drugs probably, right? I'm, I'm guessing that guy didn't try to knock a coconut out of the tree. <laughs> he, probably, he probably went yeah. did something a little more drastic than that. <laughs> yeah. He javelined the flag at us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the thing I loved about Mexico. The food, like yeah, on the resort, great. just any yeah. time of day you get food. and it's, That makes or breaks a trip. I mean, it's Totally, like, dude. You're on vacation. You want to you freaking indulge, right? Yeah. 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 Booze and food. That's it. But Cuba now with the it embargo might get lifted, you know, you can get some, be able to get some A&W or something yeah. eventually. <laughs> some IHOP. For some reason, everything tastes like onions. Like, it's just... Oh, uh, bad news, man. Gross. I don't Fuck understand you, Castro. why. One thing about... Yeah, take that. All right, Castro, if you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Yeah. Maybe now, maybe now you have iTunes. Maybe you can catch it. <laughs> uh, but that's one thing uh, with the embargo was that the... You would feel like you went back in time because the Cuban peso was pretty much on par when I went with the Canadian dollar. So it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you could buy like a pack of cigarettes for a dollar twenty. You would get and all these cars on the road were like pre nineteen sixty three. Yeah. So it was really like traveling back in time, which that obviously is gonna change. Yeah. The only things that were like new on the roads back then were like the the buses that would took pe- people from but they they were even imported from Russia and shit. So they were like w- e- yeah, the cars were cool. It was super cool. Cars were cool. And and oh, the best day we had was when we went into town and ate at a restaurant. That was okay. I think the resort food was, you know, subpar. Yeah, I heard if you go into town or if you can even get a local to like... Yeah. I've heard like some locals will... Because they're super conscious about um, crime there, so they don't... Like yeah. it's safer. Yeah. Uh, than than most places, so you like I've heard of people I know that would this these locals would invite them. They'd go for like a pig roast in their backyard, oh, cool. and like actually that was pretty good. Yeah, and they're 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 not so concerned about crime in Mexico. They're all about it. <laughs> yeah, they're all about yeah. it. They're like, watch, look how good we are at crime. My I, and my buddy was telling me he's Mexican, and he, the same thing that I just described happened to his brother two years ago. Shot thirteen times, then no, shot in the head. The guy he was with was shot. A bunch of he was targeted, sh- mm-hmm. and he caught three shots and died on the way to the hospital. And he wasn't even God, living in Mexico, in Mexico anymore. He was just um, uh, um, visiting. Yeah. But he said, like, that's the thing. Those people will never see jail time ever. And like people that will do the smallest crimes in Mexico will spend their entire lives in jail. But people that go around killing people, you'll like never. No one. Sicarios does anything. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy man. Crazy, crazy. How's your summer, man? I haven't seen you in so long. I, I'm, I'm loving this catch-up sesh. Yeah, no, sum, summer's, uh, summer's been pretty dreadful. Awful. Yeah, yeah, pretty awful. Why? Break. Uh, I, I just came through a, a oh, breakup. Fuck. But so, so I sort of poured myself into comedy and watching the Blue Jays. That's pretty much what, what I've, 
when did, I've used. To. When did the breakup happen? So end of uh, well mid June, and then uh, we lived together, and all that goes oh, along shit. with that. She moved in with you. Uh, no, I sold my place, no and way. then we got a place together, and then yeah, just it's just yeah, but but I mean, I just sort of dove into uh, work, and then you know, been loving the Blue Jays run, so I just yeah, was yeah. like. Thank you, Alex Anthopoulos, for the trades you made, because you've made me happy in yeah. that regard. So you smoothed over a breakup. Yeah, 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 totally. To- like the whole city of Toronto has come alive. So, I- so I've been loving that. So that's helped me through the summer. Not to get too much into the breakup, but uh, you sold your place. Yeah, you must have been happy about that because I remember you telling me you, you kind of, it was kind of like one of the worst mistakes you made was yeah. to buy a condo in Toronto. Yeah, the worst financial mistake I ever made. Did you lose life. out on it when you sold it? Uh, I did okay. I think I think I, I you know I didn't lose too much. It would have been probably a little worse than uh, really expensive rent. It right. ended up being, but I mean, uh, it was a life lesson, and I also learned that. Uh, you know, there's people involved in the purchasing of homes and condos that are always going to win. And the only risk is on the person that is the owner or the person that holds the mortgage, right? There's no risk at all for the real estate agent or the, the real estate agent who guided me down the wrong direction, chose the wrong building for me, for the lawyer that didn't check out the status certificate on, on the condo and then the status certificate turned out being a bunch of bullshit and needed all these repairs that I had to pay for after I moved in six months. And then, you know, then I was part of this thing called a special assessment where they just hand you this big bill. And then I found out the block across from me, they're going to build up in front of me and take away my city view. And yeah, then, and you found that out like only oh, a short, a few months after you moved yeah, in, right? And, and the worst part is I felt so stupid because it, it is stuff that I could have researched and probably got the answers to myself. Yeah, but you but rely I, on a real estate agent right, to do that shit for exactly. you. Exactly. I fucking hired you. I gave you a bunch of money. This was your job. And I told them straight up, I said, I'm an idiot. Just treat me like a giant idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, and let's go from there. I need you to take care of me. But they didn't care about anything. All they cared about was was getting that commission and the lawyer getting that check and the bank getting that mortgage, and then I was left out to dry. Yeah, because once you sign off, it's done. They're they're like wash their hands of it. Yeah, and the people people that go on go, oh, well, isn't it great? You're building equity though. You're building. It's a, it's all bullshit. Everything you hear about that is bullshit. Every <laughs> ounce of the crap your parents' generation or the bank or someone that's financially insecure tells you is horseshit, and I can prove it on paper. <laughs> I have algorithms. I have experience. I'm working on a fucking thesis. This is the biggest fucking scam. Honestly, in our society right now, especially in Canada, it is a huge, huge scam. And and you know what? Right up to Harper, on right up to the top, dude. Yeah, yeah, right, like all the way up there with Harper and the head of the Bank of Canada and interest rates and keeping them low and creating all these incentives for people to borrow and pull out of their RSPs and home renovation tax credits and all this stuff. It's like it's this bullshit way to keep this bubble going, so they can we can all feel like we're involved in this economy and all feel like we're building our wealth and building our equity. Well, guess what? When you're fucking seventy five, you can't eat equity. You need cash flow. Equity, you, you, like, I, if a guy's renting and he's 75 and he's got a bunch of fucking cash flow from stocks and a bunch of shit that's coming into him and other guy's got a, just equity in his home, but I own more percentage of my home or whatever, blah, 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 that guy's going to starve to death in his fucking amazing home when the guy over here is going to be traveling and getting experiences and loving his life. That's the way it is. That's a good point. And I mean, you've lived it firsthand. Like I know, and I know it's true. I, I just know it's true. It's bullshit. So if you're listening, do not purchase a home. 
<laughs> like, there's, cer- there's certain conditions that, like, there's a certain amount of your personal wealth that you should have tied up in home equity. It's called the rule of 90. I don't want to get, it's not like a financial lesson or whatever. I feel like I'm, I'm doing a financial fucking podcast right now. Get but, into it. It's all good. Yeah, but you, it, it's 90 minus your age. That should be the amount of equity your personal wealth should be in your home. So it's just a simple math equation, but most people have. What just, do you mean, like a percent? Like, okay, so you take 90. Yeah. I'm going to be 32. Right. So you take 90, 90 minus 32. Right. And then what's, what, what is that? Is that? That's 58. Thousand that I should have. No, no, no. Fifty-eight percent. Okay. Of your like portfolio Got should it. be in home equity. See what I'm saying? So it should always be ninety minus your age. So then, as you as you get older, you have less. You have less and less and less and less in home equity. But we right now we have people that are um, retiring that have mortgages. It's crazy. Or that are upgrading their homes and they're seventy. Refinancing over. Oh, and over it's just their mortgages. nuts. It's just nuts, right? And 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 our parents' generation, they look at us like we're fucking losers if we don't have home ownership, and it's just a pile of fucking bullshit. Okay, you have this great bit. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but just do the punchline where the and this it's brilliant. It's the difference between our generations. Like yeah. they, like you just said, they're like buy a home, yeah. get married at such and such. Right. But so how is it? How do you say it? You're like yeah. So so the the, the premise is that. My my dad looks on my gen- me like I should have what he had at the same age. And when he was my age, he had the car paid off and the, the house paid off. He had, uh, you know, two cars in the driveway and three kids. Uh, what the hell's the matter with you? And I equated, I go, there's no comparison. When you went to school, it cost about 10 grand for tuition to get a job that paid you about 50 or 60 grand to buy a house that was about 80 grand. And you guys made it so my generation goes to school for 80 grand to get a job that pays them 18 grand to buy a house that's worth three quarters of a million. I want you to go fuck yourself, Dad. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, then I say, I'm not part of the generation of, of entitlement. I'm part of the generation of inheritance. Because right. yeah. when you die, I'm taking everything. And I added a new tag recently. I'm going to pull the gold teeth out of your head. That's the way it's going to be because I'm getting paid. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, at least you got out of it. The, the place you got with your, your ex, were you renting? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, there's at least that. Yeah, and it's great. It's you know, it's bigger. Like it's bigger than a place I could have bought in that situation, and it's just right. better. And are you so now? Do you live in that place? I live there. It sucks. Fuck. How yeah. is that? How is that? When I'm oh getting out God. soon, it's just the situation I'm in, and and I'm getting out soon. Is yeah. she out? Yeah, she's okay. Out. Yeah, she left like in June. And or she's whatever. fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. just didn't work. Right. So I'm not. I don't want to badmouth anyone. Of course not. Yeah. How no, long you guys been together? It was, just a, it was a year, just under two years. Under yeah. two years? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when you, you started, uh, not to rehash all of it, I'm just... Yeah. I'm, this is Thanks legi- for bringing it up, buddy. Yeah. I really, really <laughs> this appreciate This is just that. legitimately, I'm just catching up because I haven't <laughs> seen you in so long. We just so happen to be talking into microphones. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I would ask you this off mic. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well... Oh fuck! That that's the worst. Yeah. Still living in the space. So are you looking for a place? I am. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna start looking in uh, a couple weeks because I can't get out of my lease till December fifteenth. Oh fuck! Yeah, because my landlord it, it was just not as. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get into it, but I I, I got to live there for two more months. Yeah, yeah. Get out. yeah, yeah. He wasn't very sympathetic of your situation. He was not unsympathetic of the situation, but he's he. It's business. He's like, I want my money, and I want to make sure I get my money, and. And this is this is what's going on, and then, then this crazy other situation happened that I should probably tell you about because it's very funny on the blog or on the on the podcast. Um, I, so now I ha- now I ha- we got a two bedroom, a big two bedroom. So now I now the girl moves out, and now I got this two bedroom by myself, and it's two full bath too. So I'm like, well, I should get 
I should just get someone to rent out this room and they have their own bathroom and then I don't have to cover friggin' 2500 bucks a month by myself and it'll be all good. And, and uh, so I reach out to the comedy community. and That's uh, a mistake right yeah, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> And and there's certain and and it's it's been the, it's been great the situation with with the individual that moved in. I'm not gonna name who it is. Just I don't know if he wants to be named in this this story. But but so this this individual ends up moving to Toronto that knows comedy contacts. He was abroad for a while. He moves to Toronto, and uh, we get in touch via the internet. I've never met this person. First time I meet him, he's gonna move into this bedroom in my in my apartment, right? So he moves in and he's setting himself up in Toronto and he says, I'm only here for a short time and then I'm going to take off. I'm saving up some money to go abroad again. I'm like, this is absolutely perfect because I am I only need you here for a few months. This is I, I can't believe this is happening, right? It's amazing. So then um, then I, I, uh, I give him his keys and stuff and the fob on his keys doesn't work. So I go, well, I'll have to go down and talk to the property management people. I don't know why that doesn't work. So I go down and now I'm face to face with the most vile creature. I'm not even going to call her a human. And she works in property management. If you know these people, they're all the same. You know, I always say, you'll know how important you are by how many windows you have to look out of in your office space. And she had none. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just looks the part. Like, picture, uh, picture a giant fucking bitch who works in property management, you know, and her clothes, uh, like, look, you know, unkempt. And, you know, she's disheveled and grumpy and and uh you know just misunderstands everything and needs control over everything so i go down i go hey my fob's not working this this fob she goes well you only need one fob i go why would i only need one fob she said well amy moved out and i go how do you know that (laughs) and and she goes well i i know everything that goes on in all the all all the apartments in this building and i go well i'd like to have two working fobs please what if I have a guest, you know? So I, what's happening is I'm, I'm getting this guy to move in and right. I'm not telling anybody. Of course, yeah. yeah. So she goes, well, why would you need two if there's only you living there? And I go, well, what if I have a guest over? I want a guest. I have guests over. Can I get the fob? I go, and then I start going, just make the thing go beep. That's all I'm asking you. Make the thing go beep. Make the thing go beep. And then she's, she's looking at me like I'm the biggest asshole I've ever lived, which apparently, like, I, I was not happy with the situation. I paid for the friggin' apartment. I want to be able to get in and out with as many sets of keys as I, you know what I mean? Like, why, why wouldn't she? So she's like, is someone there? Is someone there? Is someone up there? I go, yeah, I have a guest. Someone's up there, and I want the fob to work. She goes, who is it? And oh I, fuck you! And I say it's a guest. She goes, I want to know who it is. I go, it's a guest, and and she says, well, how long are they staying there? And I go, as long as I want them to. They're my guests. Why are you asking me these questions? Make the thing go beep. Why are you asking me my personal business? Make the thing go beep. I kept saying that after each sentence, right? <laughs> and she's just looking at me, and she's getting madder and madder because she she wants to have control of the situation. So then she goes, well, is it a roommate or a guest? Is it a roommate? And I go, what's the difference? And she goes, because this is a family building, and you signed a family lease. And then, and then I sort of just like just sort of freeze, and I go, "I'll be back." And then I just walked out of her office, right? So I go upstairs. This is this story might take me a bit. Sorry. Uh, no, Dude, man, we have that's all okay. the time in the world. Okay. So then I go upstairs, and I call my landlord, and his name's Joseph. And I say, Joseph, I go, I'm in a situation here. He says, What is it? I go, You know, Amy moved out. He said, Yeah. And I say, I got this guy to move in, and he goes, Oh. And I said, Is that okay? And he said. Um, no. And then I said, why not? And he said, 
because you signed a family lease. And they oh, kept saying this phrase. And I go, what's a family lease? And he said, well, it's a family building, which means there's a no roommate clause in this building or some sort of bylaw of the condo board. I don't know. Again, back to getting how fucked up condos are. But he says, you can't have roommates in this building. So you can only have families or couples or whatever, right? So then I say to Joseph, well, we are a couple. <laughs> Actually. And he says, what? And I go, the guy who moved in with me, we're a couple. That's why Amy moved out. And I go, and that's why we broke up. <laughs> Fuck off. And Joseph goes, what are you talking about? And I go, I, go, I think you just heard me. And I go, so how are we going to remedy this situation? Ah. <laughs> so he goes, well, if that's the case, we can just change the names on the lease and that'll be fine. And I go, great. And he goes, okay. <laughs> so then I march back down to the property management's office. This is about an hour and a half later. And I go, hi, I just talked to my landlord and everything's cool. So now you can just make the thing go beep. <laughs> and she goes, are you serious? And I go, yeah. I go, everything's cool. We are part of a family lease because it's it's. It, I go, the the situation between me and my new roommate uh, constitutes a family lease. And she goes, what's the relationship? And I go, I think I just told you what the relationship is. And she goes, I need to know the nature of the relationship. And I say, if you ask me any more questions about my personal self, I'm going to contact my lawyer because I think this is a human rights violation. So not only am I pretending to be gay, I'm fucking carrying the gay flag, dude. I am championing the gay movement and I'll be damned if she's going to discriminate against me, this vile bitch. So then, then on top of it, <laughs> the next day I have to write a letter explaining my relationship to um, to uh, her and the board of directors to green light the fact that it's okay that this new roommate lives with me and we're a gay couple seen under the under the the the, the family law or whatever or the family lease deal so i write this letter and this is this is the greatest thing i've ever done so i write this letter and it's about uh, uh six lines long and it says uh to whom it may concern and I got six lines explaining what the relationship is. We are in a conjugal relationship, blah, blah, blah. It started on this date. It's going to this date, blah, blah, blah. Sincerely, Peter Anthony. And the, the beauty of it is, if you read the first letter down on, on each, on, yeah, on the yeah. left margin, it says, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> I designed the letter. It took me like 40 minutes. Oh my God. So she's reading this letter and it's subliminally it says, blow me. That is yeah. the best. Thank you and good night. Oh my right? God. Well, <laughs> I'll drink to that right here. Yeah. Cheers, Here's man. Tecate. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. That is a fucking great story. Mm -hmm. And is, is the guy still living there? Still with me. Until yep. December? We're still, we're still a happy couple. Still a happy couple. <laughs> and our relationship will be ending on December 15th. <laughs> Oh, and if anyone's wondering, I'm the top. He's the bottom. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best way to fuck you mm -hmm. to a building management company. Yeah. When the, when the podcast is over, uh, I'll show you the, the letter. I got a picture of it on my I phone. I love it. Yeah. I've always... Actually, it's so funny you say that because I've always wanted to do that. The mm -hmm. first letters on the left margin of each. I did it. And at first, I was going to put fuck off. But I thought fuck off would jump it off the page jump too off. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then when I, got, when I did blow me, I said, that's perfect. No one's going to see it. And even if they did see it, they would think... They would never think, did yeah. you do that on purpose? Like, 
And I love it because if they ever called me out on it, I would be like, oh my God, yeah. you're right. It does say below me. Wow. Like I could totally, right. you know. So anyway, she made the fucking thing go beep. So that's hilarious. Yeah, that's but I mean, you've kind of been, you're a no bullshit kind of guy. Mm-hmm. From from ever since I met you, actually, you've been brought up on the podcast before. After um, early this year, actually, it was the end of the last year. One of the last episodes of the year, mm-hmm. I played because um, again, you're no nonsense, no bullshit kind of guy, mm-hmm. straight shooter. Tell it like it is, mm-hmm. and if you see injustices, you'll just stand up for it. And you're one of the type types of comics that, you know. Um, some comics will go on stage and they're like, hey, everybody, we're all in this together. And you're like, fuck you, we're not in this together. You kind of do it in spite, in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. Where if you I'm get, in it for me. Clearly. You're in it for you, yeah. right. I mean, I've seen you on corporates go off mm-hmm. on people. I remember, uh, but it was out, out outside the city somewhere. It was like a hockey fundraiser. I can't remember the circumstances, mm-hmm. but you went off on this woman. And it's like kind of like a corporate environment, but you're like, fuck that. Sort yeah, of shit. yeah, and you were you were brought up on the podcast because um, the last the two year anniversary at say what the last show ever. Wow, <laughs> wow! I played a part of the clip. Yeah, and um, yeah, there were hecklers where you walked like eighty percent of the room. Sure, and, yeah, and that then, happened. <laughs> yeah, and and I played it before, but maybe I'll play it again um, in this episode. Maybe we'll take a break and I'll play it after, but. Yeah, where this woman was like, I don't think that you did this joke about um, this guy, was it ISIS back then? Was he joining ISIS? Was ISIS a thing back then? The the thing, I remember remember the situation, I remember the bit because I I remember reading about the kid from Calgary that left Calgary and went and joined ISIS. And my joke wasn't even about that. It was just about disappointing your dad. And I go, he he had to tell his parents he's going to join ISIS. I thought it was tough telling my dad I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. You know, and then I'm like, but who am I to judge? Maybe this guy's dad's proud of him. Oh, my boy took a one-way flight to Afghanistan. God bless him. You know, he's going to blow up, literally. Like yeah. that, it was that kind of joke. <coughs> and then the girl took, she's yeah. like, you, she said, you can't make jokes about that. That well, was That's what pissed me off. I mean, certain people take. Boop. If she booed me, it would have been cool. But she said, you can't. Right, make jokes about that. Well, it started with well. Certain people just hear trigger words and they they put their backs up against the wall and they don't they don't uh, even listen to the premise or what's actually being said, the message. Because yeah. again, you're not whatsoever making uh, fun. Of, you're it's a legit premise. Yeah. And then she said, "That's not funny." I remember. Yeah. And then you're like, "Wait, wait!" And you you started laughing in a way that as soon as you started laughing, I'm like, "Uh oh, oh no, yeah, yeah, oh god!" <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, shit. "I've been triggered." <laughs> yeah. She yeah, was yeah, triggered, yeah, then yeah. I was triggered. Exactly. Yeah. You started laughing like insanely, and you're laughing nonstop. And you're, if I remember correctly, sorry to cut you off, but if I remember correctly, she said that's not funny. But then I said, "But those people laughed over there." Yeah. So I said, "So is it funny or is it not funny?" Because if if they laugh, that would mean that they found it funny. So who are you to say that's not funny? And that's what set me off, I remember. Here, actually, let's take a short break Okay. Uh, from a word uh, for a word from our sponsor, and I'll find the clip, and we'll play it, and we'll just go play by play, because it's it's great, because Cheers. you're so right in the whole thing. Like, you're 100% right. And but this, I turned into that make-the-thing-go-beep asshole that I'm capable of turning yeah, into. Yeah, well, so. this is what I like about you. No, but it's no, but it's it's rarely unjustified. What you, When you get angry for any reason, it's like, oh, well, yeah, most people will just roll over, but you're actually not. You're standing up and going, 
yeah, you know what? Actually, we are in a relationship. Fuck you. Right. Like, where, because it shouldn't matter. Because it shouldn't matter. It should not fucking yeah, matter. Yeah. All right. So let's take a short break. We'll be right back with my guest, the one, the only, Peter Anthony. Okay. I kind of like this. Oh, this is weird to do an ad over, but let's do it. A little talk over. Oh, dramatic. Hold on. Wait for it. There it is. This episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast that's with my guest, Peter Anthony, is brought to you yet again by Echo One Photography. Greater Toronto area listeners, GTA. This one's for you. If you're a comedian, business person, actor, musician, whoever, and you need to get some headshots done or any uh, photography need fulfilled, well, look no further. Go to Echo One Photography. They'll get you some damn good shots. If you own a business... Oh, this is funky. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. If you own a business in the Toronto area and you're looking to get some product photography done for e-commerce or advertising purposes, whatever the hell, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, email Eugene, that's E-U-G-E-N-E at echo1photography.com and enter J-D-C-H. That's the Julian Dion Comedy Hour in the subject line for special offers. Do that shit today. Ha <laughs> All right, and we are back with the great Peter Anthony. <laughs> the great. And, uh, okay, so like I said, I found the clip, and I think it's a sign that we should play it because I just opened up that show of that day and randomly seeked in the middle, and literally it was uh, at this moment, which is the setup of the joke. So we were just talking about it before the break. It's a very short break, so you should remember. Uh, so here it is. Here's the bit, followed by the heckle. And well, can I can I preface this? Yeah, with something? preface it. This was just a idea I had. It's not like it was a crafted right. bit where I was super proud. It was just you know, it's an open mic. You're trying out some crap, and well, here we go. Yeah. And regardless, uh, even if it was just a premise, again, it, it's one of those things where they just hear ISIS or trigger words, and they that's f- it. They flip out. So yeah. here's the bit. Realizing. So I uh, read about. Don't know if you've heard this. I uh, read about the guy. I forget his name, but uh, grew up in Calgary. Born and raised in Alberta, grew up in Calgary, went off to fight for ISIS, the terrorist group now making headlines in Syria. Why am I delivering these like a late night host? (laughs) Uh, Now making headlines in Syria and Iran, Uh, ISIS is a terrorist organization, very bad people. And this guy who was born and raised in Calgary went off to fight for for them. I don't know if you read about it. It was a pretty big news story a couple weeks ago. Uh, Man, talk about disappointing your parents. Hey, I thought telling my dad uh, I was going to be a stand-up comedian was tough. This guy's like, yeah, I got an idea here, Pops. Uh, one-way flight to Syria to fight for the worst criminal organization in the world. Uh, that would suck for a dad. Hey, you know what? Who, who am I to judge this family? I don't know these people, right? Maybe he's a proud dad. Everyone likes gets behind their son no matter what they're into. You know, you got to unconditional love. That's what it's all about. Maybe he's bragging. About his son at cocktail parties this time. Oh, my boy. Oh, yeah, he's over there. He's, uh, you know, strong-minded, very strong-willed. Yeah, Uh, real go-getter. Yeah, he's over there. uh, Man, this kid, boom, he's going to explode, literally. He's going down to the market. He's going to kill people. He's a terrorist, and I'm proud of him. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Well, well, okay. So, so not only did she say that's not funny, she said that is so not funny. Right. But I mean, you you could hear uh, how many people were in the room? Like it eight. Was, yeah. They, they were a party of eight. Right. And then there were comics and and another table of three. So there's hardly anyone in the room. There's like eleven people. You can hear a little bit of laughter. Not, right. Not an uh, uproarious laughter, but I mean, it 
to me that tells me there's something funny there. So yeah. I'm, I'm on the open mic trying to go. Do I got something here? Is there something I can play around? Yeah, with? you're working out. Yeah, I'm working out, and I feel like there's something probably there. And then she says, "That's not funny." And then she goes, "That's so not funny." Right. And also keep in mind, this is also the mix from the board, so you're not really hearing the room much. Well, like yeah. laughs, even if even full from the mix board, you don't really hear the, the crowd okay. that much. Except she was sitting in front row. Yeah. Like they were that party in the front row. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the that's the not funny part, and then this is the laugh. Right, and now now it goes off the rails quickly. Th- this is the laugh where I'm oh, like, the, oh I, shit! One one other thing I remember is like I have a band behind me. Yeah, Julian, right. Ju- like if, for those of you who haven't been to Julian shows, it's amazing. He has, it's really set up well and produced really well, and there's a band behind you, and you can sort of play with them as you're performing, and they're cool dudes, and so they're still behind me. Keep in mind when all this goes right. down. Yeah. Good good note yeah. because I'd forgot that. So you're not on stage alone. There's no. four grown men behind grown you. Grown ass men. Yeah, like, holding instruments. Yeah. <laughs> watching this. Watching this go down. Yeah. And then this is the laugh where I realized uh oh Peter's coming out. Who's saying that? Right here. <laughs> Who's saying that? Like I actually offended somebody at the <laughs> There it is. Yeah, I'm, and I'm crazy. At the right comedy now. show. Uh oh. What's your name? What's your name? Who someone said it was not funny. And at that point, th- this is the annoying part about hecklers. They'll say something, mm-hmm. then you call them out, then they clam up. Yeah, and all of a sudden. And I remember her. She didn't say a word after. Mm-hmm. Well, she eventually did. But uh, when you were asking who said that, who like who who, what's your name? She's not saying anything. And eventually, it's her friend that, that said, comes to her. That comes to her. Oh, and our, yeah, and, and like this is a long time ago. How many months ago was this? This was in De- December seventeenth, twenty fourteen. Yeah, so we're coming up on a year. Yeah, like ish. Right. So it, it's it, it's rusty in my memory, but I do remember her friend saying it's going to come up. I'm sure, but something something like leave her alone or get get on with it, Move which on, even yeah. pissed me off more. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me what don't first don't tell me it's not funny and then and then try to direct me yeah yeah you know <laughs> you know what I mean let's move on to your next little yeah, thing right Mr. Comedian oh it's just just so it's yeah, super condescending yeah here it is why isn't it funny is this the joke though but that guy said it was funny so who's right who's wrong it's a subjective thing we don't know I should tell the comedian it's not funny because I didn't find it funny even though someone else found it funny because I don't read very much Oh yeah, there's is that the insult. problem here? You don't you don't like comedy? You don't read much? What's happening? They're just jokes. No one's getting hurt. I'm not a terrorist. I don't have a bomb on me. It's okay. And I remember this was a group of ladies. It was like eight ladies, and yeah. she was on her th- not the girl in particular, the heckler, but there was a girl part of the thing. Uh, she was um, it was like her third bachelorette party. Third bachelorette. Yeah, because she she wow. she's marrying a guy from England, right? And so she did. She had one in England, and then they did one like somewhere else. Oh, and I then, thought you meant it was her third marriage. No, no, like third, third bachelorette, bachelorette party and, of the for the and, same wedding. Yeah, wow. and f- third and final. So now An she idiot. was here with like her mother-in-law from the UK. I remember she was there. What really? Her sister-in-law, a thick British accent. They were there at the table. So this is an international incident over an international terrorist <laughs> joke. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. I didn't know that. Worldwide comedian Peter Anthony, <laughs> and so they were there, and they found the show. I remember talking to them off the top. They Googled like what to do, like comedy in the area, and my show was one of the first hits. So they came out, 
And uh, wow, and I gave him something to talk about. <laughs> well, so you were, I think, the second comedian on, or third. Yeah, I was early. Of four, yeah, I think second. And um, they walked out, which was the pretty much it's all whole... right. That joke was incomplete. <laughs> Not quite done. <laughs> Work to do. <laughs> I'm glad I said there's a band on stage. Yeah. So yeah. No. People listening are like, what? what's happening? Yeah. I'm going yeah. to be a dick back to you. That's, that's just how I work as a comic. Sorry, Julian. Yeah, this is... Well, sorry, last this, uh, night. This is where I start to understand that I've... Pro- I probably I'm start I'm on the road where I'm not like I've brought this room and because they're the they're also the only large group in the room so I, right. I brought the show and I know I'm ahead to a place where it's not going to be able to recover right so this is honestly in my brain and I'm sorry for this and I've to- I said to this after the show where in my brain I said well I've taken it low and I might as well fucking start wading around in the shit yeah so yeah. this is where I take it off the rails yeah. so because I'm <laughs> like it's over anyway, so. let's light the fucking <laughs> stage on fire who cares man yeah see yeah <laughs> fuck it. Uh, can I tell another joke or it might not be funny to you? I'm, I'm scared. What should I, should I move forward with more safe topics? <laughs> yes. Would that be okay? Yeah, and now I'm just being a huge dick. With you? Like, should I, can, can I run, should I run the topic by you first? <laughs> On purpose. And then though. I can move right. forward with it? Would that be all right? Pardon? That was you? Okay, what now? I'm oh, a, no, I'm rude. You can no, he, no, no, all right. she, no, she's calling me rude. I got heckled and I'm rude. That's the friend. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can hear she has, has a British accent, and she's like, you can move on to someone else. Move the focus elsewhere in the room. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Yeah. No, they were, fuck them. They no. were wrong. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I was being rude. It was it was me, the, the, the rude one. Oh, no, I, I, no I, I, just, I just like to point out that, it was, that I was the rude one, right? I was the rude one. No, guys, I apologize for being rude. Oh, yeah. Now I don't expect, you know, it's okay. My apologies. The sarcasm the is biting. <laughs> Again, keep in mind there's four grown men mm-hmm. sitting behind you. And the, what are they doing? Like, from your perspective, are they just fidgeting and looking around going, They're what is looking happening? off into the distance somewhere else they're just like i don't want to be here yeah Yeah. they're they want to like shed their own skin at this point and like disappear they're just like looking off actually not but i remember adam who's the guitar lead guitarist on your right hand side he eventually kicks in and he's like come on all right everybody let's get along i think that's coming up right i'll move on fine all right next joke i don't like the term uh invalid for old people (laughs) This is the one. Sorry, no, now, I can't do that. Sorry, this is now I'm now I'm reaching back into premises that I know aren't gonna like. Yeah, now it's like okay, this is that one now. Someone just said Jesus Christ. That's a fa- hey. Who said Jesus Christ? I'm a Christian. Wait, That's can offensive. You, can you back that up? Yeah. Is there yeah. a way to back that up? Yeah. Because yeah. then I go, I'm gonna move on, which I try to do, and then I say the invalid setup and then someone goes Jesus Christ right. like, so now they're, now I can't even move on let's hear it let's go who just Hold said on. Jesus Christ what Christ I'm a I'll move on fine alright next joke I don't like the term uh, invalid for old people yeah you hear the Jesus yeah, Christ there I can't do that one now someone just said Jesus yeah, Christ that's a fa- hey who said Jesus Christ I'm a Christian <laughs> that's offensive <laughs> who just said Jesus Christ what kind of fucking animal 
would take the Lord's name in vain in front of a, a Bible-thumping Christian like me. Right. Fucking believable. This table of chicks here. Unbelievable, man. Uh-oh. Someone said Jesus Christ. That is nuts. That is absolutely uncalled for. Good Lord Almighty. Never in my life have I been this offended. <laughs> Ladies, please, get it together. Now you can feel... How sorry. rude. I, so now, now I know... I can feel the like, I can feel the awkwardness even listening to this again. <laughs> now it's bringing me back to how awkward it felt in the room. Like just because I'm just being so uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not cooperating with with making the show move forward or past this situation at all. I'm right. Just, I'm just staying in it. No matter what, I'm committed to stay in it until till it's completely fucked. Do you know what I mean? It, I think at one point you say I'm not getting off until uh I don't everybody leaves or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, at this point I'm in the I'm in the bubble of the situation You're and in. I'm not getting out you of it. You can't. Yeah. It's hard to. I mean, and but I think I'm committed to staying in it that's is what the I'm thing. saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, until until it like I'm physically assaulted or whatever has and to happen. There's or, a point where actually the whole band walked off. And, that's right. And yeah. you stages on stage. <laughs> What? Sorry. And you just stayed on stage and kept going. <laughs> okay. And you can hear audibly the the, the band leaving. Yeah, right okay. here. I it's demand an up. apology. You're, Come on, de- guys. you're demanding an apology. <laughs> if I walk over and kiss your ass, why would I do such a thing? That is obscene. I am offended that you would even that you would even rec- that you you'd even mention kissing your of your buttocks a stranger in a public place. <laughs> is that what they get away with in the UK? Is this what's happening? I'm allowed to say things and you're not. This is that, is that the way you that want to That didn't even make sense. Now I'm just. Really? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right. But. No, but I'm offended at you being offended. Finally, she piped yeah. up. She oh, so this is the original heckler yeah, now. Finally. Uh, finally, she hadn't wow. said a word. It was. Uh, the girl with the British accent that had been talking to you the whole time, trying to like appease the thing. Right. Because the one, yeah, the one that said uh, it's not funny didn't say anything until just now, and now she's like, it was me. Like, here, I'll, I'll rewind you that live part. In a, in a, but she, she dared to All say right, out loud. Yeah. Dared to not, say out loud. Right. Is, that, is that the way you want it to like, be? Like, as if she's brave. Really? I right. dared. All right. L- yeah. I dared to say out loud what I believed. I dared to say out loud that I thought that what you were saying Right. But. No, but I'm offended at you being offended because we live in a in a society where you're not supposed to be offended. You're supposed to be able to speak freely. People kind of fought for that. You know what I mean? Where you're supposed to be able to express ideas and not fucking offend people. People get offended at comedy shows offend me. That's who offends me. People get offended. I stand by that statement. Yeah. At a fucking comedy show. Like how small and feeble is your Uh-oh. mind that you get offended at a fucking comedy show? I'm gonna have to insert no. myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now now it's like okay. this is Adam so the, the way this stage is set up you see Peter in the middle to uh, your left Peter's right is Adam Fox the lead guitarist and head of the band he's sitting on a stool with his guitar to Peter's um, Peter's left your right there's Mike Bennett sitting on a, on a stool low he's sitting low yeah. and then there's a drummer Claude in the back and then behind you directly there's uh, James on bass. a tall stool on the bass yeah. so Adam to your uh, right, our left finally chimes in. But Julian, sorry, keep in mind, like they, th- this whole situation—they've been quiet for how I don't know how long this has been going on for because we've been yes, like f- six, five, six wow. minutes. Wow, okay. Yeah. okay. The whole thing is of like 
10, 12 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's let's hear Adam okay. what he has to say here. I'm getting pulled off. Let me get uh, commented and not fucking offend people. People get offended at comedy shows, offend me. That's who offends me. People get offended at a fucking comedy show. Like, how small and feeble is your mind that you get offended at a fucking comedy show? I'm going to have to insert no. myself here. Hold on. No, I'm getting pulled off. I'm not leaving. <laughs> my buddy's going to pull me off. Julian, you're going to have to pull me off tonight, dude. Yeah. Can I say something? I'm in a hole. Let's go back to, to my, uh, my job. I work with a bunch of four and five-year-olds in the daytime, and we say, we say, if you can't be kind to each other, Time out. Yeah. Well, no, we don't do time out. Just I don't want to take a time out. I want to get to the bottom of yeah. my yeah. shit. <laughs> I want to know why. Just I really you got heckled by the drummer. Yeah. What was offended about a terrorist joke? No, I want to know. Because as a performer, I need to, I need to connect I with the people. I find the terrorism funny. You don't find terrorism funny? Not one bit. What? No one finds terrorism funny, sweetheart. Why are you because that's my fucking job. Yeah, you were on point I there. I'm a comedian. Okay, well, yeah, you were on point there. Because she didn't understand even what you said about terrorism. She just heard ISIS and went, nah uh Yeah, yeah. It, it, it'd be like saying to uh, to to a musician that, that does a politically activated song, I don't find politics musical. Exactly. So you can't make a... You can't do political lyrics in your music. Right. It, there's like, what is she trying to tell me? You she, know? I, from what I gathered, she has not seen many comedy shows in her life. Doesn't right. understand really what it is. Wow, they're out for. But they were old. How could you not have? I mean, this is what I'm assuming, but amazing. We try to make things funny that are deep subjects, so we can think about them from another perspective. Do you live under a fucking rock? What is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this is when the band walked off. Yeah, that's when the band... You can even hear them go, oh, God. That was Chloe, the drummer. I remember him like... But I'm trying to get okay, her... So, okay, really listen for the... think about oh. them from another perspective. Do you live under a fucking rock? What is wrong with you? <laughs> that was Chloe, the drummer, okay? He... Because at that, because you had had like an opportunity to like move on and be friendly and ignore and just, just do comedy and everybody enjoy, right? But you kept dissecting and pushing, rightfully yeah. so, trying right. to figure out what was so offensive about what you said. Because truthfully, if you did really dissect it, there was nothing offensive that was said, and yeah. you had the opportunity. There was that window where you could have been like, "Okay, let's all be friends," right? Right. And you didn't because you stand behind what you what you believe. Yeah. And that's when you hear Claude go in the mic. Oh no! And then at that point, he walked. He was the first. He just put his um, sticks on the snare drum. He's like, "I'm done." Yeah. He, and I remember he walked by because I'm loving every second of this. I'm <laughs> I'm in the back. I'm sitting on the bar, and I have like a ear to ear grin. And uh, he, I remember he walked off first and he goes, sorry, man, I can't support this. I don't yeah. understand comedy the way you, you guys do. He goes, I'd just rather not be on stage right, uh, while right. this is happening. Right? And that's fine. And I just want to, to say one thing before we move on. This is me now. I'm not even a comedian at this point. It's just me. Right. I'm not like I'm at this point. I'm just it's me having a disagreement with someone that I vehemently Am I, I'm completely at odds with. Right. So I've I've lost any ability now to to bring this back into some sort of Peter as a comedian. Uh, to bring it back, yeah. Yeah. Because right. I'm just gone. I'm just right. gone. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. It does. Yeah. 
but I'm trying to get her. I'm trying to open her mind a little bit. And keep in mind, for the drummer to walk off, he has to like scooch past you, like yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of standing in the only entryway right. to, like, to and from the stage. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it is kind of my job too. That yeah, is, that's my job too. Yeah, they just don't understand comedy. Right. They they're like fam. They think they're coming out to see like. A, a com- like a Seinfeld where it's comedy for the grandkids the parents and the grandparents like everybody they don't just by them saying it's not your job well they don't fucking get it yeah plus it's a workout room it's not It's not like it's uh, a comedy club on a Friday or Saturday night exactly. this is a workout room but even if it was it is our jobs to, right. to take on these hard subjects sure. and, and use humor as like as a scalpel and dissect that shit totally and so but they keep saying there's like three or four then they all get in on it and they're like that's not your job that's not well at that point I'm again I'm in the back of the room smiling ear to ear because <laughs> I know you so well and I'm just like watching this whole thing I'm like let's just see how long this will go yeah and but then I understand that they don't get it at this point. Yes, it is. It is my job to be rude. Because I feel like it. I can say whatever I want. That's my job. It's awesome. You guys don't have to like it. You just have to shut up or laugh. That's it. You don't have. Oh, right there. We just we just heard Claude uh, that right there walk off. You could hear him go. He goes really listen carefully for it. He goes. He goes all right, and you can hear him put his drums on the oh, okay. his drumsticks on the snare. Okay. Heckle. You guys don't have to like it. You just have to shut up or laugh. That's it. You don't heckle. You're not supposed to heckle. That's it. You're not supposed to heckle. Do you heckle at plays you don't like or fucking okay. movie theaters or? Everybody, easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking rude. It's not. Doesn't matter if it's not helping. I don't fucking care. They're gonna walk anyway. Now, the, they're, now they're getting they're up. They're standing and, up at this point. Yeah. yeah. The whole group, eight or nine of them, they're all at this point. Yeah, they're standing up. Okay, I remember. And that's when they're like, we don't have to stay. We can just leave or whatever. Good. Who gives a shit, man? <laughs> she goes, there'll be three people left in the bar because you're a fucking asshole. Because I'm an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> then fucking take off. Go to the other side of the bar. It's not like it's a fucking great comedy show anyway. Suck the bag of dicks. Fuck you. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, now I'm off. Now <laughs> yeah, I'm off. Now you're off. Wow. Can you feel the awkwardness? <laughs> yeah. I can still feel it. <laughs> Julian, I can feel it, man. <laughs> that was a that was a year ago. And then the they kick in the house oh, they music. In the house music for the end of the show. Yeah, because when well we eventually went back on. We eventually let me see if we're so Wow. Let me fast forward here. So this is us getting back. The band slowly gets back. Do you wanna do, do five? Can I finish my set? Oh. <laughs> 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 Alright. Here we are. Say what? Welcome to the Julian Dion Uncomfortable Hour. <laughs> Say nice. what comedy. It's our last show. We're gonna walk everybody. We're just gonna keep performing until everybody fucking leaves. I'm so glad you went back on. Until Eric does his cash out on the bar. This is what we do here. Show has to go on. It's our last one. I'm not ending it that way. Peter Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Next to us, Peter Anthony. Wow. Living the art, doing it. Living it. Living it, doing it. 
Julian Dion. Awkward. We're going to play a fucking song, okay? Play a song. Play a full song. Wow, and the band's so good, too. Yeah. And I... (sighs) Come on, Julian. Now what? (laughs) All right. Exploding band, everybody. Give it up. I thought they were Grudge Baby. Yeah, actually, Peter Anthony before that. Exploding band, exploding boys, bombs. What else? Can exploding we comedian. <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say. Actually, I can't. I, I don't know if uh, that was her best or worst of her three bachelorette parties. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna have. I gave them a story. She's gonna have a oh, story. Fuck so yeah. I mean, there's that. Hey, there you go. That was such a... The thing is, Peter uh, has... There's a legendary story about Peter. Um, he got banned from Yuck Yucks in Niagara Falls because he <laughs> drank like 47 Corona before going up one time and uh, told reli- religious people what he thought of them for an hour and a half. And, and uh, as a result, like six comedians were banned from there for some reason. <laughs> and that's only ever happened one other time. And uh, tonight, I saw the switch go off and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't know what to do. And um, it's funny when you alienate a table and they happen to be 100% of the audience. That's always <laughs> that's a good, 97 after you guys showed up. Yeah, thank, thankfully you guys showed up. Mm. And two people, more and two people, people at the bar. More people course. came in at that yeah, point. Yeah, from the other side of the, yeah. of the venue, yeah. That was like... I think we have a back and forth <laughs> here, if I'm not mistaken. And Peter is at the bar, and Peter feels bad. Uh, he just—that's the most uh, expensive uh, room. It's—it's it's, got to be the most expensive spot ever you've ever done. Uh, most expensive open mic spot of my life. Open mic spot ever done. Yeah. He just paid these people back all of their money uh, out of his pocket. All right. So anyway, we're going to continue the show. We've wow. got uh, 11 more comedians to go. That's it. <laughs> Claude, we'll get you in bed nice and early. The Don't fact worry. That we won't you, keep you too long. We're the just fact that you found a way to, to I'm gonna do a couple things I wanted to try. bring that room back on side when they left and get other people into it and then actually started out what, what I would say is a brand new show right. was amazing. Yeah. Right. And I remember feeling so bad for the 10 or 20 minutes in between whatever happened and, right. and just you... Like, you were like, don't worry about it, but I felt really bad. And the band members, I was saying. Because once I came back to reality, once you're out of the situation, you go, what just happened? <laughs> what, what should we should we give it a name that night? Uh, the Heckle Night. The Say What Rap Party, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> I Remember that Say What Rap Party where Peter lost his mind and I, um, the British chicks? I like the Heckle Night. The Heckle or, Night. Or the Rap Party, but... It's such a beautiful waste of time. And there it is, another one in the books. Yes, thanks to my guest, Peter Anthony. Ah, I love that man. That was such a great fun chat. Tune in on Friday for part two of that interview. Hey, please share the podcast. If you're into it, if you like it, tell your friends, your family, your children, especially and always your children. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hour. Follow on Instagram and Twitter. Twint Twitter. It's this new website with uh, twints. Where you twint at someone. Twinter.com at slash at JD Comedy Hour. Email the show pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Thanks to my producer, Adam Fox, my sound engineer, Miles Lacroix. Thanks to my buddy, Serge. Say something, a little shout out. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> yeah.
And thank you for listening always. I appreciate it. You, thanks for the feedback. Shout out to my man, Matt Carter, who's an avid listener. Sister Bridget. Everybody, I have two listeners. No, thanks to you for listening. Always, I appreciate it. We'll see you on Friday. And as always, watch your head. Wednesday, or that's when you release them. Yeah, that's when I release them. Gotcha. Fuck, I'm just getting over this cold. Yeah, man, I can hear it in your voice. Brutes, magoots. Yeah, how long did it last? It just started like on Saturday. That sucks. Yeah, but I feel like I'm over the hump. I've been going to uh, the gym just to steam. Like I'll go in in my street clothes. 
It's the best. Change really quick, self-consciously change really quickly from my... St- just so people don't notice that I'm not working out, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Nothing wrong with that. I know. And I know most people just don't give a shit. They don't. Notice. Steam room is one is this something that that sh- should have caught on by now, but no people rarely do it. I I'm, don't, a, I'm hooked on it's it. It's fucking amazing. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to adjust this in every possible way. Oh, that goes up. Okay. Yeah, it goes up like that. yeah perfect. There we go. 